Good evening, everybody. This is what we've all been waiting for after the event um, from the weekend. You guys get to grill the judges, ask anything. We post it up. Everything's on there for uh, you guys to watch the video replays, all that type of stuff. So, hey, if there's something that you want to uh, us to explain, a call that you want us to explain, throw it up in the chat. Um, I'm just going to pull it up here on my laptop as well. And then what we can do, if you put in the time or somewhere in the video that you want us to explain it, we will go through that and do it. Um, got a bunch of requests here. We got all the judges coming on. We got Tony coming on. It's going to be a great night. Um, and ask us pretty much anything you want to. I think that's going to be the best way to do it. If the internet will cooperate and I can actually let these guys. Okay. Hang on, DJ Drifts. Just wait. Let us get in here first there, buddy boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Give me a sec. How are you doing? Are we all excited? Uh, oh, I can't wait. This is going to be an amazing, uh, amazing day. Amazing time. I just need to open up my thing. So why don't you guys take it away while I look the other side here and actually get the computer opened up. Yeah, definitely taking things away here. Uh, of course, Tony Cost jumping back on here. Your uh, voice is spec drift series. Also joining us, we got Mr. Chad Sager, uh, judge, hey everybody, friend, uh, longtime sender, part-time partier, full-time good guy. Um, <laughs> he was still on vacation mode, and we're very much jealous. Uh, yeah. We also have, of oh, course, right. Sean Hart at the top of the stories here. Hey, Tony! Shout out to all the Tonys out there. There's a lot, That's so right. yeah. it's gonna be a good one. Right on. Well, uh, Sean uh, pauses for time. Well, you guys go <laughs> um, ahead. I'm just trying yeah. to find it here. I, I was looking it up in and I'm trying to get my YouTube open so that I got the stream going. Right on. Uh, well, Chad, want well, you then really quick, man? Uh, takeaways from the event. Well, uh, for one thing, I need this vacation after last weekend. So uh, I think that's a big takeaway. Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to process it all. I was watching some of the live stream uh, back today. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I my notes went back to Edmonton with Sean, but uh, I put together some uh, – some notes that I kind of took away and reviewed some of the battles as well. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see, you know, should be interesting. Where's, uh, where's John at? Thanks he mentioned on message. Me. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, just a reminder to everybody sort of jumping in the, uh, in the chat here. If you find a battle that you want to uh, us to discuss, I see John's here. He's coming in. Come on, John. There you go. So, if you see a battle that you wanted us to discuss, just make sure that you kind of throw in the uh, reference or the time where it's on there so that we can easily find it, um, just to queue it up. If we're all looking at the same thing. I think that'll be the easiest way to do it. Right well, I guess while we get all of our screens up and uh, loaded here, just want to recap the event for you guys really quickly here. 
Uh, we see for the second event in a row, Tristan McLennan leads us away from pole position after two back-to-back first-place qualifying. It's very impressive for him. Uh, and then, obviously, winning the event, making it a perfect event. That only tells half the story, though. So it was Tristan McLennan first, finishing up in first place. We had Joseph Janik in second, Matt Rusetsky in third place, and Chris Pollard just falling short of the podium in fourth place. That mm-hmm. is only the half of it. That doesn't do it the just, uh, justice it deserves. So it's uh, my pleasure at behalf of Beck D. Drift Series tonight to bring you all three judges, Sean Hardham, Chad Seger, and John Bernstead, to go over some of the calls that we experienced over the weekend. And just on that beautiful info or intro, we see John dips out, but I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs> all right. Well, hey. No, you don't. For John to maybe uh, jump in. The drift zone. Sure, it's in reverse there. Make sure you hit up Dustin Ledger, Electric Media. This guy's put in an amazing amount of work into this. Uh, he has a, some copies from last year as well as this year and the calendars. These are really, um, like, they're just sort of a timestamp of where we are in in the drifting community. So they're great to have. Uh, make sure that you pick yours up and, you know, support the guys that are on it. John's back. back. He's sitting playing a set or something like that. Um Let's just talk a little bit about the event. Uh, definitely, I think that the, the driving level was 10 times what it was last year, in my opinion. These guys were pushing really hard. Um, and the level of uh, dedication that they put into their programs really seems to be, you know, over and above uh, the professionalism, the drivers, the spotters. Everybody seems to have their programs really together. Um, so I'm really proud of that uh, proud of the drivers and proud to host a series that that all these guys are coming out to and you know a big uh, thank you to all them for all their hard work and effort making the long drives putting the hours in just that weekend at the track is represents hundreds of hours in the shop so we got to give it out to all the drivers um i think one that is a really who's who's a standout car that maybe brought something that you weren't necessarily as expecting i mean i'll take that way one away and happily say that uh, jake snedden i think surprised a lot of people that volvo 740 i think when it rolled up everyone's kind of like uh okay uh but then dude it took like two runs of practice to be like yeah jake snedden he's the man he he brought the tools for the job and uh i'm completely blown away by jake snedden yeah, like when he, when I seen that car, we were busy setting up the track, and I seen that car right before practice, I was like, yo, that's just here for Sunday, and I see him rolling out, and I was like, oh, God, like, what are we going to see? Like, this track is an absolute monster, like, you could wreck your entire year there, and his first lap down, he absolutely threw it out. <laughs> it was just like one of those, like, holy, like, yeah. this is going to be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all kind of low-key. No, I, I really, I, yeah, yeah, he could wheel with uh, big boys, you know. No, he, was dri- he was driving great. Everything was doing good. Sorry, guys, moving the camera a little bit here. Just trying to get... Yeah, I'm hanging out in my daughter's room. It's the only quiet place in the house on uh, summer evenings here. So I have to sit in some place quiet. I mean, the Assetto chair was wicked awesome uh, last year, but I had to hold the thing and I had a cramp. Um so let's jump right into it. I mean, uh, a few guys have asked some questions here. Uh, proximity over, hang on, let's go all the way back here. Proximity with shallow angle or match angle, less proximity is a better question. That's from DJ Gifs. Uh John, throw that in. 
Okay, say that again. Proximity with shallower angle or match angle with less proximity. What do we prefer as judges? Uh, I can't answer for everybody, but uh, <clears throat> for me, uh, Tony's nicknaming me, me Mr. Exciting because I tend to run into everything and everyone. And I, I tend to judge the same way that I compete in that I want to see proximity. I want to see the intensity. I want mm -hmm. people to come to the track and go, oh my God, that was amazing. And I want them to come back or be inspired and build a car. So right. I want to see proximity, but I don't want to see too many sacrifices for it. Correct. I got you. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. feeling the same thing. I like to see the proximity, the aggressive driving. Um, and, and we did, we saw a ton of it where there was great proximity and guys weren't really sacrificing the angle angle so much. Like think of uh, Daigo Saito first year in FD, how he was gaining proximity, kind of just driving up, you know, to the door of people with uh, maybe shallower angle, but absolutely glued to him. Uh, we're not looking necessarily for that, but definitely we're looking for, you know, the aggressive driving. We want to see people getting close on the door um, and sometimes that does take a bit of sacrifice to get there, but I think it just makes for a better show, uh, better battles all around, and it's pushing people to the next level of driving. I think the long sweeper on outer zone, um, just basically the big one outer zone that we had, uh, really lent that to allow guys to drive up on the doors. Um, so let's give just a little bit of perspective on the track because we'll be talking a ton about that um, sort of just some terms that we're going to hear over and over and over. The track just basically has the initiation, which is a sweeper into a touch and go one, touch and go two, past an inner clip to a touch and go three. So those are the main areas that you'll hear us talking a ton about because that's in my notes, those are the, the sections that probably uh, won and lost 90% of the battles that we saw happen over the over the weekend, at least for, from my perspective. Um, it looks dramatic on the live stream when you see, you know, the baubles or something in the in the big outer zone going up against the wall and guys on the door banging into each other. But for me, that in that section of the last outer zone, most of the time the battle was already decided in my mind before they even got there there was either too many mistakes or too many sacrifices before that that you know the advantage you know could have been made up but it never was throughout this uh weekend yeah my there's, perspective. So there's so many of these baubles are offline that uh the live stream like we didn't always get to see the same exact view as the people at home just because we're actually watching the event so they'd show one view while we were judging and then another while we were kind of reviewing it. So right. At the same time, like, like I've thought about this a lot. Like I love the reviews. I love people kind of critiquing us as judges. Like you need to be held account accountable for your decisions. Like these guys are like pouring their lives into this, right? So the, the one thing that uh, it was just, it was, it was nice to actually kind of have this like checks and balances, right? However, at the same time, what we see in real life there's there's small baubles that you're watching it and these cars man they're like on each other's doors this wasn't like four or five years ago where there's like a close tandem and there was like a two car spread like 
these guys are like in each other's doors and they're small bubbles and we don't see them right and we're right there like it's 30 feet away right so right Uh, another good question from dj drifts i'm not sure who that is in real life but dj drifts right on um yes we we do have different different angles that we can watch and um after you know the battle between chris pollard and between uh jesse foot we ended up watching a lot more of the live stream than what i normally do uh the reason why is that we i prefer not to always rely so much on the replay is because not all the time it's the same consistent thing uh and we'll talk about that a little bit later we had a battle between um joseph and chris pollard and on chris pollard's lead run we had a nice overhead view of the drivers going into the outer zone and then when he switched it around and we watched the replay when joseph was leading we didn't get the same camera angle so either the drone was recharged like changing batteries or just didn't come up on the on the replay so in some ways you know you have to make sure that you're watching both the the live because sometimes you don't get necessarily the same uh, perspective on both of the replays. So in those instances, you know, you got to be paying attention right from the time that we say send cars and, you know, be able to make your decision based off of that as well, because sometimes you just don't get that overhead view that you want to see, you know, to see how close they are uh, going into another zone or something like that. Um, like that first run with Jesse, when he threw that angle in it, and I was so wowed there that I, I couldn't believe it, right? Just how aggressive that driving was. Right. And yet, just like the angle we were at, it wasn't obvious to us that he was offline or even so offline to the point where like I would start to reverse my decision-making, right? And then, yeah, it was kind of brought to our attention that how offline he actually was because of the live stream, right? Okay, hang on here. So we got Megan. Um, I think we got to go through this. Chris McLean, one more time. Battle. I'll save the questions and you, I'll, I'll ask the next one. You're going to try to do it because I, I wouldn't mind going through a few of them. Um, I yep. know this one, the the uh, Matt Rizeki, Chris Pollard, one more time. And Rizeki fully completed both on his lead and chase. Uh, how do you guys want to do it? Do you want to go through some of these on the live and just pick out the individual ones or do you want to kind of start? Well, I I do have the notes on uh, Matt Ruzecki and Chris Pollard as well. well, So we can go through that as to why we called it one more time. Okay. Yeah, I have my notes for that. All right. I just with you guys on that one. (laughs) No worries. Um, I was going to add, so, before we jump into that really quick, Sean, too, I think um, kind of one of the things that we were talking about behind the scenes, one of our big takeaways from this event is historically for a spec D event, this was actually crazy. Like this was next level. And that's right. not thing to, you know, discredit anything we were doing previously or anything like that. But the battles were so much closer, basically from top 16 start and go that it required those tiny little baubles between the run. And I think that's kind of what made the difference for you guys' decisions as judges is that the battles that we saw were just insane. And I think that kind of just took a step back. And I think that kind of added to the the stress of the event, but it was awesome. Okay. 
Oh yeah. I was, I, I'm going to run through it quick here. Cause like, I know we're already 15 minutes in. Yeah. So Mitchell, I got your question there. We're going to hit the, the thing. I'm just going to read my notes that we write down as I see it. And normally all I do is I don't say what they did. I write down the zone. I just, you know, whether it's one, two, I is for initiation. Uh, clip is just C for me. So if you go back and you watch now, you're going to watch uh, why we called it one more time. So I had on Matt's lead that he had a clean lead, but he had a bobble on the initiation. He missed the touch and go two. Um, and then also, so on the same run, Chris Pollard was chasing him. He missed his touch and go one and then a bobble into outer zone one. So both of them sort of uh, bobbles. I know you guys look at it like it's a straighten, but that's that same uh, correction that sort of got Chris into trouble a bunch of times from touch and go two, past the inner clip to touch and go three, sort of a bobble in there that, that we saw it over and over. Um, and we'll kind of touch on that later on, but this is like, you know, going into the third place. Uh, and then on, on Matt's chase, uh, I didn't have any notes for Chris on his lead. His lead was good. But on Matt's chase, he missed touch and go two, and then a bobble into that same outer zone one. That's not what you had, John? No, no. And kind of confused me at first. You, uh, I don't know, listed the actual battle backwards. But anyways, regardless, uh, on the lead for Chris's notes, I have he was off on touch and go one. And then outer zone two to three, he was on point, and then he had a, a bobble into the outer zone. Right. And then so I, if you so actually, I have, right. so I have for Matt Chase, good, great, excellent. So and on, then, Chris, uh, on Chris's lead, just so that everyone's aware, right? John said that he missed touch and go one, which is what I said on Chris's lead. He missed touch and go one, and then he had a bobble going into the outer zone. On Chris's lead, correct? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's it's just, what you said. It's, it's just to me, you, you put less F emphasis on those those misses than I did, maybe. Uh, well, no, that's why I called it a one more time in my mind. Yeah, but I, I think the 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 straighten he had through the transition in the chase position was rather substantial to the point where I I, I didn't think it was worth calling it one more time. Well, fair and enough. Like, wrong. These guys are like. These are like nitpicking these guys' like runs. Like this is the wildest driving I have ever seen. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. So that that's where we, that's where I came to the you know I I put they both had sort of the same mistakes, um, in it. So that's why I called it one more time. And then when we got into the one more time battle, right? So Chris leads first on his one more time battle. I had it that Chris had a clean. Uh, clean uh, lead and Matt was chasing him you know he missed touch and go to again he had good proximity and he barely drifted over the finish line yeah and, and then when you get into Chris's uh, chase he basically went uh, four tires off in the grass so the run was over there yeah that's, that's, that's all she wrote so like, his, his run, I have a note that he had a, a 93 point qualifying run like his lead run was yeah perfect. yeah no he lost it when he just went he he kind of got caught up and and done that hey we got a driver who's going to jump in here since i don't see another question on there there do you want to 
read out Ian Fournier's uh, question there, yep. Tony, while we let in I got another, another driver. All right. So Ian jumps in, a uh, longtime drifter himself, too. Actually did help with judging one year, too. So good, to, good guy to take it from here. So he said, Ian Fournier Racing, I feel if we're going to accept straightens for qualification to fill a field and make a show, I think that acceptance for those baubles should no longer be accepted once in top 32. So judging can be clear. I don't know if we were accepting any straightens in qualification. There was bobbles, but there was nothing where a car straightened up and settled like Pollard did mm -hmm. in his chase run against Matt. Or is there something that I didn't have written down? Something you guys can think of offhand? Or something you're thinking of? No, it, it's kind of that, that, that long, the long straight between uh, touch and go three going into the outer zone is like, Lots of long, lazy initiations. If I saw any opposite drift, I, I immediately deducted that as a zero on their chase. Um, my my emphasis was on that first part of the course. You, most of the battles to me were, you know, touch and go one, two, and three. Because if you got those right, um, you know, you're killer. Hey, I see uh, Jace is trying to get in there. I, apparently, we can only do four people on here. So as we get into this, somebody's got to peace out i guess maybe it's me and uh we'll let some of the drivers <laughs> jump in i i, I can leave here <laughs> no you john, john john come on man <laughs> don't no if anyone it should be me jumping out because uh like literally you know when it came to the roseski and and pollard battle you guys explained it all too well all the mistakes and baubles and really when it comes down to it I called one more time because I felt it was kind of splitting hairs at that point. And, you know, I wanted to see a clear winner. And so that's why I called them one more time. So I think you two can probably, you probably two are more involved in these battles, but I can jump out or maybe Tony, because he's not a judge. So I'm here, you know. <laughs> All right. So, it doesn't help. I see Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitchell, uh, no, definitely we don't think you're being salty or uneducated. You know, realistically, the three of us, we see things. And and in the driver's meeting, I was really trying to be uh, clear on what I was looking for. And definitely, like, the weight that I put on that first section um, was probably more. I think, you know, maybe it's a better job that I need to do explain that in a driver's meeting just so that spotters and stuff are clear on it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, three of us, just two of us called it one more time. So Chaz peacing out. He's the guy who called the other one more time. So he's gonna go you guys just, you're going to be stuck with, uh, with John and I arguing about this, but you know, Hey, I appreciate you, you guys jumping in there. So Mitchell definitely appreciate your comment. We never think anybody's salty or, or anything like that. We really, we, we want to, we want to answer the questions. Yeah, I disagree, Sean. It's the salt mines over here. So do I? Do I hit the X? Yeah. Sure. I'll jump out here and uh, I'll stick around if you guys want me to jump yeah. back in. Yeah, buddy. Okay. All right. We'll let, uh, we'll let Chad go enjoy five minutes of vacation as a treat. Uh, Ian Fournier did have an answer as well. Uh, he says, "Okay, great. Just want to make sure that it's clear to a driver so that no one can say I did the same like in qualifying now, and now you dock me points in the top 32 sort of scenario." And I think that's a really good point to point out there for Ian Fournier. Yeah, I think maybe just a, a better job in the drivers meeting to be a little bit more more clear on that. Um, drivers are just driving so good throughout practice and everything like that. It seemed to be 
you know, uh, going great. So I'm trying to get yeah, Jason here. Let's see if this there. Maybe even like, to be honest, even when we reviewed it, I didn't notice that he was three tires off. Um, if I had, I would have went one more time again. So I don't know how much Pollard spent on tires this weekend, but I would have been asking one more time again. Sorry, guys. Trying to let uh, Jason here. It's coming. It's coming. What else? Uh, oh. One Jay-Z, Sylvia. Also curious what I can improve on moving forward. You know what? I will, I'll reach out to you. I'd love to have that conversation and we can go through some of your runs together. It's tough to just sort of break out individual things and give advice over this, trying to sort of answer any of the questions questionable calls as people seem to think we have. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't get Jace on here. So Jace, maybe uh, shut off the request request again, and I'll let you and see if we can't make that go through. Any other ones that you want to uh, see? Well, Dubai, of course. Battle for third in the one more time. Matt went three tires off on his lead in the last zone. Um, Pollard also had the same run in Chase. Uh, definitely check that out i didn't have him going three tires off um but i did followed was like i believe right through the grass on that run so he had basically zeroed it let's see yeah lane saying we have uh too many one more times but at the same time when it's too close to call like you have to go again and i think one takeaway for definitely moving forward and the, the level that these are guys are getting to like they don't have the ability to make tires last through a few runs like we need right. to have a hot pit moving forward and maybe kind of bring it so it's part of the show somehow so oh. so who's coming on here with uh, first air motorsports i'm saying jace is trying to get in here but somebody maybe it's the spotter let's see i'm trying to let him in really trying to find the uh uh time stamp there to do bit and also hey shad uh thank you for the announcing comment and great driving buddy uh, yeah. Really quick, just to steal the show to talk about Danger Shad for a second. Uh, guy gets his car SR20, so it's already unreliable as heck to start with. Uh, gets it dynoed the weekend before driftcation. Drives out to that, chills out in BC, just sleeps on couches. Comes to our event Sunday, drives all day long, blows like everything else up, fixes it, and drives home like Shad's awesome. So just quick shout out to Shad either. Hey, yeah, and I caught him on the road on the way home back in Belmont, so I had to get a high five from him, and it was cool. Listen, I, listen, I don't know why this isn't allowing uh, you to jump in here, first air, air motorsports, but I will throw a question in. I'll try it again, maybe uh, try to answer it. Four minutes, 17 seconds, four, minute, four hours, 17 minutes, and 37 seconds. Yes, 100% watch that multiple times. I only had him as two tires off um, and just I had the bobble and four tires off right in the on the one more time battle. So that's why I chose Matt on that. What did you pick on that battle uh, going into the third place battle there, John? Uh, which one? Matt? This third? Yeah. Third place win? Uh, I think it was unanimous. Um, I don't really have any notes against Matt. Be honest. I just have good lead, touch and go. One and two was on point. So. Right. I I never noticed that he was off by three tires. So. Mm -hmm. No, so I, I only had a miss 
to. If I may, just uh, watching yeah. the replay back here, uh, we also slip. <laughs> okay. You're all going to laugh at me. This is the free pass to laugh at Tony here, as there is much to laugh at me about. This is my, my notes I take to the driver's meeting, as I like to, you know, draw the course just so I have something to look at. And I believe the point of contention that uh, Dubay is bringing up here is the last so i have it marked on my notes as an outer zone which is incorrect this was just track limits here we wanted to see cars you know two sires on the inside of that uh, white line throughout the course correct correct awesome on so the, on on the white yeah, line yeah exactly so as we leave the last corner there it does look like matt is you know two tires questionably three tires it's debatable but i think this comes down again to you guys watching it live versus watching it with like replays and, and stuff like that. Correct. Go ahead, John. You answer the uh, new big question there. There's a painted line, but there's actually two painted lines that you see on the track. Um, one that we had painted and one that the track had painted. So they do over, they intersect a little bit on the track at the, towards the end, I believe, where they join up. So we Saw him as two tires off. John did unanimous. Sorry, I uh, can't protest the judge's decision there. Sorry, Dubé. Love you. You can smash into me later on a set of course and make it up to me. Next question. Come on, let's go to another battle. We've we've done that. I think it was unanimous there. So all three of us saw uh, similar things there. What else you guys want to to ask? Um, we're going to jump in and talk about protests. We want to talk about what we think of protests. Do you want me to talk about what I think of protests? No. How about I talk about what <laughs> I think of protests and then you do? Okay. Sounds um, good. All right. Uh, also, there's another question. I was a uh, line judge, John is style judge um, through qualifying, and then uh, Chad is angle judge. And we're generally judging uh, the same things at all the events because everyone believes that John has way more style than anybody else. So that's kind of just the way that it is. Um, yeah. Um, I think so after last, it was definitely foot, most style ever. Right. It was good. Okay, Chad's back. Because uh, we can't let anybody else in for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's not that we don't love you, uh, Jace's team. If you want to throw a question in there, I will answer it 100%. Protests, protests are a necessary part of this. Um, little misconception, yes, it is in our rule book that you need to bring a hundred bucks when you do a protest. Uh, so no, we weren't begging a whole pile of cash. I've never actually charged for a protest. I, uh, if somebody's passionate and they wanna go through it, I have no problem reviewing it and, uh, and looking at it. And cause we wanna make sure that we're giving everybody um, the fair shake. The protest was accepted because they weren't showing us a video that the grandma took in the stands. It was from our own feed. Um, so, so basically that had to be accepted. And I think it was the right thing to, to do it a one more time. It probably should have been a one more time right off the start. So there we go. We ran it again and the rest was like, was history. Uh, when you look at the past going into, oh, now I got to yank out the old notes. The past, oh, basically, yeah. you know, everyone loves a path. I mean, by all means, that is absolutely something that that is something that I would do. I feel like, like if I saw the opportunity to rip past somebody, it seems like so baller, and I love it. But the sacrifices made to make that pass were too much. Uh, missed outer zone, 
zone two and then just sort of two tires off driving over the cliff. So for me, I basically zeroed that run. Jesse in the chase got rattled by the pass and then he also zeroed his run. So that re resulted in another one more time. Uh, your opinion on protest, John, and then we'll get Chad's opinion on protest. Go ahead, John. Do I relate it to the event or just protests in general? Protests in general, because the event is like, it's over and done. I mean, protests are part of drifting. They're in every single series, pretty much. Um, it's yes. in our rule book. There's protest uh, forms, whole list on it. So it's there. First off on protests, I'd like to apologize to Brennan there, Wallstrom, uh, Sean Miller's spotter. They, they kind of had like a, an informal protest. And the way I talked to him probably wasn't the most professional for sure. Um, but at the same time, you kind of need to be, when you have a protest, definitely know exactly what you're protesting. And then if you have video evidence from our live feed, have it prepared. Um, sorry for the way I talked to you, buddy. I've reviewed that footage a few times there and uh, I kind of stand with my, my call. I do see what you, you're saying about uh, Matt kind of had a stutter on his uh, initiation against Sean Miller, but I don't think it was to the point to overlook uh, Sean's mistakes. So, and then protests in general. Protests, I believe they're a necessary part for say like uh, there's like a say on entry somebody didn't give the the lead driver the room to enter the way that they want something like that right as far as like a judge call I'll probably I can see where Paul is coming from with his call with foot I probably won't ever personally re like reverse uh, a call based off of like like an actual judge section right just because i seen it live with my own eyes i see it from like my perspective and at the moment in the moment it wasn't enough for me to notice in the moment so and i would rather prefer to see exciting driving not nitpicking little things and i can see why sean reverses call and it makes sense but yeah sorry if that was so kind yeah. of convoluted no, it's fair enough. Then, do, we, do we need to go through the uh, the Matt and Sean battle, or is it is it pretty? Is everyone sort of in the watched it, kind of saw the same things that we saw? Good watch. Okay. You want? <laughs> All right, wrong. Chad, jump in. Go ahead. Tell me what you think about protests. Uh. Honest, I think it's I think it's part of the sport. Um, too many, and when you don't have a valid argument for it, um, then I think you know. As up in the as judges, we're going to shut you down pretty quick. Um, in this particular case, and I don't I, like I I've never been around when it's ever happened, but uh, uh, Pollard's uh, team did have a valid. Um, point in my opinion because i you know i was the i was the one judge who did originally call with more time and um so you know it's uh i think it, it is a part of the sport just as long as you do it approach it properly like you said um yeah so that's where i stand on it <laughs> yeah i think maybe that's something we can touch on too i mean definitely we want to have have uh like a protest comment or professional way basically like if you stand at the bottom of the uh, like in the 
water stand and go, why did my guy lose? You know, it's not, it's not the time for that. Like if you say, uh, I'd like to file a protest and I'd like you to relook at some of your own footage, like, uh, like Polish team did. They basically just said, Hey, I'd like to see the footage on Chris's or on, uh, Jesse's line going in past the inner clip. And, you know, from the judge's perspective, we had, you know, even mentioned that into the driver's meeting that it's a tough section to see because we could, didn't have the overhead drone in qualifying. So we're judging the same place all weekend. So we're looking at the same runs in the same style from, from Jesse backing it in huge angle. Um, just the same way it drives everything. It's like, that's kind of what it is. And, you know, so if you come and you show us that and it's our, our, it's our view, it's what's been shown on the stream. And it's, it's very much different when you're looking at it on the drone. Um, so that's why I had overturned it because yeah, it was too much and sort of chokes up the driver. It's the same way as, as cutting the clipping point, um, at shallow angle. It's sort of the same way that we, that I looked at if you run it so wide that you, you know, you lead the guy outside and then you just whip past him and leave him in the dust. I mean, strategy. I'm, I'm stoked that teams are working on strategy now, that there's strategy going into it and people are, are looking for an advantage that they can have maybe, uh, you know, especially going against drivers that, that they know. They're like the notes that the spotters were taking in the stands and, you know, timing runs, seeing how fast people were and relaying that back to the drivers really uh, shows their dedication in it. And when you see that much dedication put in from the teams, uh, that's really why, like, we're trying to do this, you know, grill the judges, uh, recap on it. I don't think any other series is doing it, you know, like, I'm sure we'd all love to have FD and have their three judges up on after an event and just grill them for an hour and a half. But we're, we're about this. We want to make sure that everyone knows what we're looking at because it is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad thing that, you know, a small bobble can take you out of competition, but at the level of driving that there is now, it's, it's just kind of the way it is, is it's these small little mistakes, you know, it's not a huge straight and it's not a spin out. Um, you know, it's these guys like sending it so hard that it's just a small straighten in there. I mean, you guys can yeah. test like how many spin outs did we see on this, uh, course? Like, I don't remember one in competition. No, one, one thing no. Like, I could, I would like to kind of change our like interaction in the tower a bit. What I, I would really like to move forward to is we come to our decision. We write our notes down um, based off of if we have video review or not. Say like we're, we're really lucky in uh, that uh, Lorco sponsors this event. So we have mm -hmm. a video review for this, but I think we should come to an event. We should approach Lane, we should give him our results. We don't know each other's results. And then Tony announces them one after another, and we watch each other kind of like, what the hell, why did you pick that? And then what I think would be really like a nice thing to have, especially for drivers, I hated like, you'd like run an event, and, like you thought you absolutely killed it. You poured your like heart and soul into it. You and mm -hmm. your guys worked on the car tirelessly for like the last like months. You spent every dollar you had, and you're like, why the hell did I lose? And like, you're just gutted, and you're just left there wondering. So right. I think after... When Tony announces the winner, all of us should have our conversation why 
we we made our decision and we read our notes out to each other and i think i think that's something that everybody needs to hear is why somebody won right they like it adds, yeah, and I, like it, it adds to like the the, the show and i think right. it, it helps people learn because even like wayne was saying like he was learning lots about judging on that event just because of our interactions and that's it's a huge part of the interactions that nobody sees or they don't see very often unless they're extremely dedicated. Yeah, well, I, I definitely think that something, you know, we'll be discussing that and we'll be able to explain that at next driver's meeting. But like today, let's not get into how we're changing judging. Let's okay. get into, uh, <laughs> you know, calls if people want um, sorry, sorry. to discuss. Let's, let's do that. I don't Carlton said, what, what was our I'm best? Sorry. Hang on. <laughs> so Carlton had a good one here. What was each judge's favorite part of the event? Chad, you can start. Uh, as a start judge or as a spectator? Well, it says, what was each judge's favorite part of the event? My favorite part of the event was honestly the foot and Pollard battle. Like, I wish I wasn't a judge for that. Like, that was an emotional roller coaster. Just the, the way that that track looks as the sun is setting, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And then just to see these guys, I don't know, they ripped like they've never driven before. Like, it was wild. Like, I've been to a ton of FD events, and I can think of one or two moments that top that. And, like, right. it was absolutely euphoric just watching those mm -hmm. guys. Like, the angle that Jesse was throwing, like, how mad Pollard was to pass him there. Like, it was the coolest <laughs> stuff I have ever seen. And then, like, oh man, it was just, it was wild. I would love to do it again. I'd rather be a spectator, though. All right. Uh, Chad, uh, Absolutely on that. Like, I think my favorite part about the whole event was the whole, like, landscape around us, the track that we set up for these drivers, and the speeds that they had to throw their cars into a big concrete wall. Like, it takes some cojones to do that. And these guys did it all day long. And honestly, that's, you know, that's what I took away from it. And honestly, great job, all yeah. you drivers. Like, you made, you really made that event for the fans, for us judges, all your spotters. It was a whole vibe. And honestly, like, that. BC has it. I don't know. Like BC just is a beautiful place to go drifting, right? Yeah, I John, think we can John's, all agree. Uh, Chad, you're just hanging out in Penticton, so you got to say all that kind of stuff. BC, yeah, blah blah. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> this is my I mean, come on. You know, big big shout out to <laughs> big shout out to John for uh, you know going with that layout and and agreeing to put the wall up. Yes. Um, no, you know, yeah, like John, John, John can say yeah, now that, like, the, that the yeah, layout like, was amazing, and he can also say that the wall was the right idea. Uh, say it, John. I'm, I'm not going to agree with that, you know. Um, I believe it, it does add to the show. It, it did make that one section harder to judge because you can't see the, the front tire of the car as easily. Right. But it, you it was absolutely awesome. But, but the, the thing uh, is, you know, it, it was we have 35 people in here. Give a thumbs up if you thought that the uh, that the course was amazing and the wall was awesome. Just for a heart. Whatever you guys do, hit the 100% <laughs> thing. Throw it in there. We love it. There we go. There we go. There we go. Think of Gaston's accent there. Yeah. When we added that That's... wall. Like, there, 
man, what his crew did and like that group of guys that all helped him out there, like 95% of people, it would have killed them. And then like 30% of people, they, we would never see him again. Like we've lost so many cars though to walls and stuff like that. And you're only wrong. Like I love walls more than anyone else. Like just when you like pick up a wall, when you're looking at it and you like zone in on the spot and you set the car into that, right. no better feeling to ride the car around a wall. But that wall there, like the the track, like the track at Mission, they're amazing. Uh, they're talking about stuff to move forward. And I, I think next year will definitely, with what is planned, will be significantly better for everyone. Drive <laughs> yeah no and, and i think you know hey don't get don't get me wrong we're not talking a, a little bit about like very unfortunate what happened with uh with uh gaston for sure you know but um you know it was an accident it was just uh, i don't think it was necessarily inherent that it was a wall there sure if there wasn't a wall there you wouldn't have damaged your car but you know that was the only incident that we had on that wall all weekend and it was just an unfortunate incident i mean you can look at it and go, you know, maybe we should drift over rumble strips because Benjamin broke his wheel and was very close to writing his car off too, just with the. Have you guys seen tire. a video of that? Yeah, I, yeah I it's, seen it's that. Wicked. It's actually it's on our spec D page. If you guys want to see what it is, some wicked slow mo edit. Uh, shout out to Fundamentally Fresh for that one. That is the coolest video ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big one. Yeah, you know, like. In the same way, even on the old layout, there's still walls there, and there's lots of scrapes and stuff like that. I think it adds it, um, as to the the impact of it. It gave guys a really good line to follow, and their driving improved. Um, maybe par partially because of the wall, maybe partially because the track invested in going wider on that. So, like, I don't have anything coming up here saying like, what's all the other like? I mean, I got it, I got some questions questions to drill the judges on if you'd like sure tony we loved your announcing yeah is that one of them oh yes, oh, yes. Yeah. how good did i do and how great am i no i'm just kidding um, well, everyone's tony. giving you all the love in here Probably you, you know i see a lot of like tony rocks, all that kind of stuff in the chat yep. but i'm not getting a lot of like hey uh john is the best I, i'm not getting those in there i guess it's just uh all love for tony enjoy it <laughs> I got the easy job. I can just talk about it, go home. I don't have to answer to anybody. At worst, you know, hey, you mispronounced my name wrong. But you know what? Everybody in drifting is super cool. Uh, I mean, look at Jace's grandma. She wanted to beat me up round one. Round two, she brought, brought us treats. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I got I got the easiest job in the building. I don't have to run, pick up cones. I don't have to do anything. I just literally have to think about something, say it, and try not to butcher it. So I actually get it pretty easy. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to, you know, all the track workers that had to run out into the sun, pick everything up that these drivers knocked off track nonstop. Just want to give a shout out to you guys who had to, you know, answer uh, for all those judgment decisions you made. Not, to, not knocking you guys, just saying that. Look tough. Want to give a big shout out to all the all the drivers too for putting on the show because I'd have nothing to lose my voice over of uh, if it wasn't for them. Uh, so what I wanted to ask the judges really quick, all three of you, previous drivers yourselves, some still drive, some you know we're working on getting you back out there. This track layout would it have intimidated you as a driver? Uh, I think it's one of those tracks where like your first two runs, it's very overwhelming, but then. Once you get it, it's euphoric when you get it. It's amazing. And like, yeah. Sean, I was lucky enough that Sean took me for a ride along being as I am. Uh, Listen, I posted a video, it was a qualifying and, run, and no matter was, what. 
it was amazing. As terrible of a, a run as it was. No, I'm kidding. It was good. It was really good. <laughs> not, can, not, go, not, uh, can head over to my Instagram page. I threw the run up on there. You know, it was okay, John. It wasn't great. It was, but it was me would have made it into no, top 32. No. <laughs> right. No, Sean. You have to go to the driver's meeting. Not one more run. That is yes, some I'm, advice, I'm, right? I'm, like, terrified of, like, <laughs> that when you're control, going through that track. It is a lot. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, no, so I, I liked it. It's exactly what I envisioned it to be. Uh, the year before, we were just like, we started on on the drag strip, and it didn't flow as nice as what I wanted. And then just, it, it was in my brain that we needed to start along that back wall and do the, you know, I envisioned that, that, that entry like Long Beach. And, you know, except we come into the, the, the first straight as like, as a 180 degree turn basically slamming the cars up against walls and like the driving was just on point for it so no i i try not to build design tracks or or suggest them ones that are going to terrify me we're not here to ruin anybody's car but we are here to make you a better driver we are here to, to you know push you to be a better driver sure the front layout from two years ago it's it's easy cheesy. I didn't see anybody having trouble on that first lap out. All the pro guys that ran it, it's like, it's one turn. We have one transition in there. And that's, that for me, isn't a pro level track anymore. Not at this level. You can't ask guys with, with these cars and this driving skill to go back and do that. It's we, we might as well just go backwards on it. We're looking to make the track wider, faster, so the guys can go in and carry more speed and more, uh, more angle through it, more wheel speed through it. I mean, when you see guys, they're in car footage and they're clicking into fourth gear because they got a quick change so they can calculate their wheel speed to 180 kilometers an hour. You're like, these guys are, are in a different different zone. Um, Jesse, yeah, more layouts with remote big angle and big clicks. Well, that's what we're after. We like it. We like the style in it. You know, the big angle stuff is great as long as you can use it. Um, like like we talked a lot about in the driver's meeting, we're very much into the big wide angle so that people can, can the lead driver can open up the door so the chase guy can get up on his on his door and do a nice, uh, a nice chase run. What, one thing I'd like to add to that is like uh, one new driver, Joseph, absolutely unreal um just to see like the program he's put together such an awesome person and his his crew are just great people but you could see like even he was kind of doing things that i would do when i was kind of first getting going where he would kind of try to drag drag race away from the guys right whereas like he mm -hmm. would have happily won if if he did what he did in practice like his practice was like wow like i can't, can't believe it like, yeah got on point yeah, it was great. And like a lot um, of people when they're kind of getting to that competition they start drag racing a bit so but at the same right. time and yeah, yeah. yeah. shout out to, to joseph yeah he is he is signed up for our round uh three already so hey if you're driving on this you better get to Good our job, round three buddy. and be in there i mean uh the battle's getting tight there's not a lot of points that, that are in there <laughs> top five drivers any one of them can take the championship and hey, hey, there's money on the line for that. You know, we are giving 
giving away a total with tires and uh, cash over $13,000 in the series this year. I mean, with the great help of our sponsors, I mean, even around one of our grassroots series, we gave away a thousand bucks. So these guys are all pushing for that, for the check. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that it does clear, but hey, it'll still be there anyway. Um, a little bit about my favorite thing is I think just the, um, my takeaway from the event and maybe just our 2023 20, season is the professionalism of the, of the teams. I like to show up to the track in the morning, 6 a.m. I like to see the pits nice and clean. The cars are up on jack stands, all four, all four wheels up off the ground. The teams are doing their due diligence, looking after the cars. Um, and you have to give it up to our drift community. Like everything was on point and tidy. Fan interaction, number one. Uh, I never had anybody come to me and, and say like that driver's, you know, rude or anything like that. It's the exact opposite. They can't believe how nice the drivers are. It's 30 some degrees and maybe uh, 70 degrees inside those, those drift cars. And these guys are outside of their cars, smiling, standing in the sun, signing autographs for the fans. And I think that is, is my favorite thing about the event is, is just seeing the interaction with the drivers and the fans. That's probably my favorite part of it. And then an equal part to that is the amount of skill that we have in our series blows me away. Like these guys are absolute rippers. You know, I talked with even Lane. Lane drove last year in the series and he just said, you know what? I don't have maybe the drive or the passion that these guys do. So I'm going to help in the tower and uh, I'll drive the fun days, but I don't have the push to uh, maybe go as hard as what these guys are. And you got to respect that too. He can just see the level of the driving is, is going there. Maybe doesn't want to maybe, I don't know, invest that much that invest everything that it takes to get there. Um, so it takes a lot. That's for sure. Especially, big up, big respect to these guys, you know. Like it's a it, big it commitment takes, to do this, and it does. It takes know? everything for that, for sure. Yeah. 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 But can we circle well, back on my answer for the uh, intimidation aspect of that track? Yeah. Yep. Um, I guess so. Would that track intimidate me? Uh, yeah, that wall after touch and go three, very fast. It definitely would. Um, but quick answer, if Hardem can drive it, I can. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. Speaking, speaking of circling for. back into intimidation. Uh, so 100%. I'm I'm down, down I, I to do I'm down to do a judges battle at round three, Chad. Yeah, we'll be on uh, call out. <laughs> round three. August Car won't be ready call. that quick, but uh, judges battle. Huh? Twenty twenty four. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty four. We can. We'll uh bring them out to BC. But anyway, let's get on with these uh battles. What about the Jesse Foot and Pollard battle? Can we get into it? Or we? we I think we went through it. Uh, does anybody need clarification on that? If anybody wants uh, something in there? Let me know. I don't think. I don't think that they're. <laughs> oh, oh, fast lane throwing the shade. Hey, love you, lane. <laughs> you know. 
That's it. And he was, he was <laughs> up unless, there in the booth, man. He gets unless the, he's he gets throwing throw shade at me. I don't really good. know whether he's throwing shade at me. He may be. Um, hey, I, I think <laughs> first air motorsports. They're trying to get in here. I think we got to let him in. Um, so okay, I'll I'll bounce. So all right, I'll bounce. So we need to. Okay. You know, if, yeah, like if you can put it together this time, but if not, I'll jump back in. I'm gonna no, go. It sounds good. I'm All gonna right. try. Chunk, Where the hell is the heck? Oh yeah, I, I can't. Joseph's chase runs. You want to go through? Oh, yeah. hang on. And see, look at this. I'm, I'm, we're gonna get him in here this time. Hell oh, yeah, Jesse. Rubin's racing, brother. Rubin's <laughs> racing. I don't think that's Rubin. I think he's planning on uh, uh, filling up like the biggest fattest bash bar you can find just to monster truck it he's channeling his inner conrad grunwald maybe uh Vaughn getting junior there but i love it man i feel like we're can you can yeah, you guys just imagine if it didn't go well <laughs> i know but um Did they crash oh my goodness <laughs> you gotta I don't think they could do that to me man like 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 chris was on a on another level yeah, this weekend, yeah. the way it was thrown into outer zone, like the outer zone was just amazing. Like backing it in and just standing on the gas, it was it was amazing. Um, and, and definitely uh, the pass. I mean, that's what, I'm I'm down for that. I love that kind of stuff. Like if you can do it, do it. The pass heard round the internet, man. That's right. So. Flash the pass you know, you know. on the on the interwebs chats. Flash the pass says. That is like uh, um, I think, a badge correct, of honor. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's actually the first pass that we've had in uh, spec D competition. That wasn't like involved from someone just like kitty litting their car and throwing it into a wall or something. Right. Okay. So I still don't know how, how I can't get this guy in here. I'm sorry. First air uh, motorsports. We will try. Maybe, maybe turn jump out jump back in and we'll give it a give it a crack uh so john you want to talk a little bit about uh joseph's leads his line um there's a little bit of chat about that especially between him and chris pollard i will let you start on that you probably watched it so give her yeah dube brought it up he was yeah he was quite uh dube was upset with me and I guess us in general for us letting him get away with kind of drag racing it a bit there. So I think that's just one of those things that, uh, yeah, like I, I feel like his chase runs in my opinion, like he would have lost every single run if it was based off his lead just cause he was drag racing away. And I think that's just the mentality of like, I got, I've been there. Like you got a lot of power and your car's gripped up man, just scoot away and like put that gap in there. And I, I think he was kind of doing that, but yet his chase runs, I love it when guys are like pushing people around, like, like, <laughs> I just love that intimidation factor when guys are like coming across the line, you're starting to angle out and you're like rolling up door to door and you kind of, I don't know, stare the guy down. Like, I, I love that feeling of just, I don't know, pushing the guy around the track. And I love it when I see other guys kind of have the same driving style, right? Like to be extremely aggressive and um dube and i have actually gone back and forth on on his uh outer zone there how he would roll up on pollard's door and almost pass him there and one time if he did pass him and we've had a few conversations there on what is the right is in the chase but he's rolling up past their door like what do you think there sean 
Well, I think that, you know, we didn't, we didn't really discuss it in the driver's meeting so much, uh, no. you know, that we don't, that we don't want people, you know, exceeding the front wheel. Um, and I think that's probably some of it. I mean, they, a lot of our fans watch a lot of FD and they really focus on that. Can't exceed the front wheel. Um, for me, I didn't judge it as hard on that because like I said, on that run, for me, it was already lost back in the outer zone one and two. Um, let's give it up to Joseph first event though. And you see a lot of his driving relates to how he drives in the sim. So I think that'll just come with some experience. Um, you know, picking the right line. He did have a, a bad line through, not a bad line. He was setting in really aggressive into the outer zone and then sort of cutting down on the course and then sort of driving out towards the, the finish line. And he did that run after run after run, but sort of what happened was you necessarily didn't see a driver that was getting choked out by that. There were you know, just too far behind them for it to matter. Like, let's say if you would have had that run between him and Chris Pollard going into it and Chris was right on his door and Chris is driving over the blue and white rumble strips because uh, his line is getting choked out from Joseph, well, then the verdict would have been different. But Chris was kind of off behind him and offline on it, well, driving the race line, but not using Joseph as the, the moving clipping point. Um, as um, for like the aggressive driving in it, I was just all about, you know, the aggression and you also have to give it up to, uh, Chris, he stayed in it and oh, yeah, like, th to see a guy get hit like that and stay on it, man, that is like uh, the coolest uh, stuff. Like you, you have to give something to the lead driver when they're running the perfect lead run, they get hit that hard and they stay in it and they both light off and there's like barely a ball but like man you gotta you, know, you gotta enjoy that right but was it wise as uh, a strategy no wise but strategy no but i think do we respect it hell yes we respect it like that gives that me respect, mad respect for a guy no but you have to give a guy who who gets bumped and stays in it i respect that as uh as a driver more than anything i mean oh, yeah. it just shows these guys are down to party and like there is not not one driver that was out there this this weekend that you know i don't have any respect for you know uh biggest regrets for the weekend not seeing seeing tyler able to drive just due to a like a weird uh breakage um and not seeing garrett able to qualify just do a broken gearbox in practice. Um, those are two cars. Like I wanted to see these things rip. Uh, Garrett has his car extremely hooked up. It is loud. It is rowdy. Every time he runs, the bumper rips off, not because he hits anything, but because it is absolutely dragging side skirts on the ground. I love that. Love the style, love the aggression. Those are, Regrets. I'm, I wish that we would have had wait, 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 you know, Tyler there. He was driving so good. Speaking of regrets, uh, there, there was a protest between Pollard and Janik uh, on the one more time. Um, I went one way. Uh, I voted in Pollard's favor. You and Chad both voted for Janik there. Is, would you like to explain why you went that way? All right.
So we had a one more time battle between those two, correct? Yes, and this is in the one more time. So, so the, the first one was too close for me to call. Uh, the first run I have, uh, Pollard, he has a great lead, excellent, 90-plus 90, 90 lead. And then for jo Joseph, um, basically, he cut lines for the chase, super aggressively. Mm -hmm. And then for Pollard, I have, he's off in proximity, but Janik was drag racing away with a sloppy lead. Right. So they, they, they went one more time for me on that one. But then the second one, I have Pollard, has, he has an excellent lead run. He hits all of his marks. He's in all the zones. Um, and then and for Janik, he's got a bobble into the last outer zone in a chase with a straight. And, um, so, yeah. Do you have anything to add? Well, like, I didn't i didn't see the straighten going into the outer zone from janet it was like it was when i i i thought it was bad enough the, the worst part is is like i believe from the reviews i like i've seen i i haven't seen an overhead and that's that, that it was obvious but watching it live it was fairly obvious to me and that's why i went um, that way but see, if you didn't watching, see it watching it live it wasn't as obvious because i never saw him straighten there the entire event i saw him cut the line the entire event um yeah. but there's nobody on his door besides i think except in practice but through the competition there really wasn't so on chris on his lead it was a clean lead um joseph i just gave him great proximity and that was the aggressive run that we just we, we wanted to see on it so for me going into run two they were pretty even um and I just have like my notes for Chris was that he missed touch and go two, whereas uh, uh, Janik didn't miss it. Um, on the one more to get them to the one more time, um, I had it that that I had uh, Joseph off of inner clip. He was pulling that same wide line, sort of what what made us call the the call against uh, Jesse. He was running that same wide line, but then in the one more time battle, he really cleaned that up. And he was like, it was a perfect line from touch and go two, uh, past the inner clip into three. So my only uh, thing against Joseph was that he was cutting the line on outer zone one, and I didn't see him do a straight in there. And that's the thing we were looking for the overhead. And I guess that sometimes we're looking for the overhead drone shot that we had going into it. Um, and we didn't have that on the replay. So for me, it was judging it off of, off of the same perspective that I was looking at in qualifying. Uh, yeah, Chris just got gapped and I had him, had, his two things were for the proximity and that he missed touch and go to. So I put a, yeah. a lot of weight on, on missed zones in the chase. If the lead guard got there and the chase car didn't, I just marked it down as a, as a miss. Yeah, from, from our perspective, touch and go one and two was very you obvious see. compared to yeah. like the, the replay when somebody was off. You could see it clear as day. Like it was it was nice. It was a nice kind of view for that. Mm -hmm. But again, I mean that's it. He you know, losing it on that is it sucks. But you know, for the small it's what you're looking at is those those uh those small things. And then people will say, well uh Joseph the line on outer zone one why didn't you make that the same weight as as missing touch and go two and that's 
I, you know, I, I was very clear in all of my, my conversations in the driver's meetings, how much weight I was putting on those, like we had three touch and goes and one front clip in what I called zone one going into the straight. So you had all of that, um, technical driving that needed to be in my eyes, perfect in order to make the rest of the run good. So if you miss those, that's where I weighted that heavier than the outer zone. From from yeah, from your perspective, that makes sense. I slept perfect last night. I wasn't losing sleep over it. I I I did lose sleep. I I know I'm serious. Like uh, I know the way I talked to Brandon there to Wallstrom. Like uh, yeah, like uh, I shouldn't talk well, to him that way. Right. I, I well, feel bad. You know, right. Like, sure. so, moment, right? You should have right. seen me when I was playing right. hockey. Yeah. When I was a kid, and it was it was way worse. But I, yeah, I know, and and I you know. I'll give you the same advice that uh, Chris Polar gave me because I, I felt bad. I was uh, 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 overly, uh, my volume was too loud, definitely talking to his spotter, which is uh, Maddie. And, uh, you know, I always say if my mom would have heard me talking to a lady like that, she probably would have kicked my butt. So, you know, I apologized multiple <laughs> times. And uh, he just said, and I had to apologize to my wife too because, yes, I, I yelled at her as well. She's up in the tower and I'm like kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of stress and a little bit of heat. And Chris said the same thing to me that he goes, we're all heated. It's, uh, it's a passion of the sport. Don't worry about it. You know, like we, it was a bunch of sweaty hugs after the event for sure. I didn't have anybody like angry, you know, I went up and gave Chris a big hug and I thanked him for being passionate about the sport. Uh, cause sometimes the guys who, who protest get a bit of hate and it's kind of from everybody and a little bit of chirping going on. And I'd rather have somebody definitely passionate about it than, you know, just kind of not care. And then for the next week go on and, uh, sort of, you know, bring up all the stuff and complain. We, I'd rather them hit we, us up right then. We definitely need to have a, a better structure to it. Cause like, it added a lot of time. I know, I know you really want to get into the structure of it, but this is all, we're already at 810, John. This okay. this will be one that we're going to do later. Come on, let's go. Anybody else have one that we want to get into? Any other recap that we want to do? I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I was ready for the battle. I had my computer queued up, and I haven't had to look at anything because I have my notes here. Um, you know, this is your opportunity. Send it in now because you can't uh, beat me up on the internet later. Although nobody has yet, so I'm cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked on it. It's a, it's a rare chance for sure. Um, I think we'll kind of add to that. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about in the behind the scenes as well was uh, coming up with like a general drivers meeting, uh, maybe something that we can do over our discord channel, something like that, but it's just for drivers only, just to kind of you know, allow everybody to decompress from the event, kind of give us a review. I don't know if we're planning to go forward with that, but that's something I'd like to see us do. Uh, maybe before round three, maybe after round three. Uh, but uh, kind of was going to go back and speak to it a little point too, that with this level of driving, with this level of cars, with the, like how fast the series has progressed, you know, like we look at COVID times, it uh, slowed a lot of things down, but uh, you know what it hasn't slowed down? was spec D. Because uh, it's just been year after year, just rapid progression, and now it's become this thing where it's not the same series it was five seasons ago. 
And I think you guys can both attest to that as you've watched the same amount of runs that I have. Um, that just, it's crazy now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think to properly guide that into the next generation of going crazy and being nuts drifter people is we owe it to our drivers, our community to kind of be a part of, you know, just kind of where does the series go next? Well, you know, um, it's a, it's a tough thing to do as a, as a series organizer, as an event host. Um, you know, we set up a 32 bracket uh, system and scoring and point system for this year. And we've had our 24 guys that kind of show up. So I had well over 36 people say, 100%, I am in for a full season of Spec D. Sign me up. Go hard. Um, so, you know, the guys that are committed to it are, are amazing. The, the drive from the uh, Pacific Northwest people coming up and doing big, two big trips into Edmonton. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And the guys who are kind of sitting on the fence and thinking whether they should jump in, definitely jump in if you want to increase your um, driving skill level. This is the place to do it. Um, Got to give a shout out to like the tracks. I- moment oh, we didn't the get moment was definitely uh the first protest you guys not am i not on there <laughs> no yeah you're back sorry um no what i was saying is like, like rad torque was huge in getting motorsports open back up during those uh 2019 2020 whatever years it was 2021 2020 beats me anyway the years that we had where the COVID and all the restrictions, you have to give it up to uh, Rad Torque, especially uh, Kim there. She was absolutely amazing and instrumental in, in paving the way to get tracks open and letting motorsports happen. Uh, and, you know, c- keeping drifting going. Uh, Mission Raceway, absolutely amazing to uh, support us through those and host our shootouts completely through the shutdown time and all that. I think we lost audio. I think we're back. Is he going to give a shout out to Adrian uh, from Mission Raceway? If he uh, chimes in, I don't know find him on here. He is an absolute uh, ball of energy. Uh, 100%. He's up till 2, 3 in the morning cleaning up our nonsense. 7 o'clock in the morning, we see him again. He's just all cheers and smiles, like, ready to go. This is the greatest day ever, every day. And, and you know, and, to have a track manager like that, you don't know how how uh, amazing that is. And we're really fortunate that all the tracks that we go to, um, we have a good reputation with them and a, and a good relationship with the tracks. So uh, yeah, but like they the seem to love drifting. There, the first night there, he was the last person there. Like, oh, hey, can you move this blocking over like another three, whatever inches and this and that just to make it a little bit safer? And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, yeah, no problem, no problem. And like, man, he was an absolute beauty. Yeah. Legend. No, for sure. For sure. Anything else we want to chat about? We're already at an hour and 15. I think everyone's pretty good. I don't, 
Are we going to talk about see any or just this last? Kind of... Nah, that's that's for another day. I mean, this is just a recap of round two. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna reinvent drifting going into it uh, necessarily, and it's that's sort of behind the scenes stuff that we can do. It's minor, you know. We're not changing the judging style uh, um, that much was, going into it. There's a good question. Who was the googly eye culprit? Well, we know, but we're not going to tell you. You have to. I guess you have to join us round three of the Specti Pro Drift Series, August twelfth, to maybe reveal it or maybe find more googly eyes. That's if, right. you can, if you can get a, four, I might tell you. But you have listen, to bring me four separate googly eyes. Listen, okay. So we'll give a little bit of insight here. Googly eyes have been everywhere. Um, who's the driver that has them still on his FD car? Uh, Alex. Is it Alex Hollandale? No. Drives like uh, the white. Sorry, what's his name? Alex Hollandale. No, yeah. Uh, I'm like messing up. Uh, Alec Robinson is thinking there, bud. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Alec Robinson still has a googly eyes on the inside of his car. Uh, we gave a big hug to Jared down in Irwindale. And after the big team hug, Jared Yanda had two googly eyes on his back for the rest of the day. Probably until Ryan Sage pulled him off and said, what the heck are you up to? And it's probably them rascally Canadians. Uh, so yeah, googly eyes are a sign of respect that uh, somebody on our team loves you. It's uh, and it's none of us that are on the live right now, and it's not Chad, um, but it's somebody <laughs> on the inner side that uh, <laughs> hey, we de we definitely love you. Yeah, Jared DeAnda, we we tagged him pretty good. It was funny as uh, I'll get out. So yes, Alec Robbins, if you're in uh, St. Louis watching it, go up and check it out. We put the googly eyes. Where, where are they, John? They're on his cage or something uh, in the back behind the yeah, yeah, passenger behind, side. Like, passenger seat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, pretty fun. anything else you want to talk Funny about uh, going into it? Nothing I'm allowed to. Uh, Chad just confirmed that it's not Chad, so we can trust him on that. All right. Um, <laughs> if you boys got nothing, I got a quick little wrap-up here for you. Yes. Okay. I'll take your silence as acceptance. <laughs> and uh, yeah. perfect. That's the way we like it. <laughs> All right. So looking ahead to our point standings, actually heading into round three. Uh, that's August 12th out at our home track, Rad Torque Raceway. Hope to see you all there. It's all to play for. It's super close. Could still be anybody's championship. Uh, sitting in third overall, Pat Fontaine, 121 points. Fourth overall, Chris Pollard at 125 points. Uh, Jace Havoc sitting third, 136. Jesse Foote sitting second 151 tristan sitting first 164 so, so super close at the top still anybody's up there yeah. um nope <laughs> jesse yeah, sideways just put a fourth. we talk about me finally giving Tony and Ryder on track never been uh i'm elusive man it's it's hard to get me into a car honestly it is it's not uh i don't even remember what uh was I think it was too much sun at this point, this time, uh, was, was a no-go on me. But uh, eventually I'll jump in there, Jesse. But I'd much rather drive with you. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, mm -hmm. hopefully you save me some car left for Strato Bash, and uh, I'll, I'll drive in your car because let's drive into it. So I'll try anyway. Tony, who's your money on to win, then? My money? Yeah. Who, who's uh, taking home all the hardware? You know what, guys? I, I haven't written the script yet, so <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh, you, 
Man, can I just get a quick shout out for like all of the little twists and turns I wrote into Saturday's program there? Like you have no clue how hard that was to do Friday nights there. Sharing the Airbnb yeah. with you guys. Oh my goodness. But um no. Uh I can't well, say hey, let's come on. Let's give a little clarification. There's been a lot of questions going on about uh, what happens if Tristan wins the championship since he already licensed that round two. Yeah. Well, yeah. As it goes, only the champion first place gets the uh gets the license so if tristan takes home the uh the championship as well as winning round two he's the only licensed driver going out of the spec d series in 2023 so you know and and also with that gets a bunch of more tires and uh three thousand dollars in cash some scary stuff getting across that border there yeah Yeah. so Hey, there's lots to battle for. I know the guys are spending well over three thousand dollars. They're spending, you know, ten grand to win three. It sounds good. Don't worry about it, everybody. It's just the way that it, that drifting is and the way racing is. Anything. Um, I think, but no. So to be a little light there, Sean. Well, just guessing. <laughs> We're not trying to ruin everybody's. You know, there's wives that watch this stuff, John. Sorry, ten sorry. Grand is a little salt here. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't worry about it. John, drive your sim and call it good. Um, you know, that's cheaper to do than, than this. You spend more than that on your sim probably to not win anything. So there we go. Uh, I've had so much fun on my sim, but uh, yeah, I, I can take off here. And, but anyways. <laughs> All right. We'll let you peace out. We'll wrap this thing up. We have been an hour and 20 minutes, and I think we've gone through it. If there's any other questions, slide into John's DMs. He loves to answer questions after the fact. Uh, Tony also, he'll do that as well. Uh, for me, nah, I'm just going to be talking about the next round. We got August 12th coming up. It is going to be an absolute shredder, a fast track. We thought the uh, track here at Mission was fast, but we have a lot faster entries going into the Rad Torque uh, Raceway Big Bank. Uh, lots of times entries well over 120 kilometers an hour. It is um, the exact same length of a straight as Red Torque, except Red Torque is quite a bit wider, so it makes that transition a lot easier. And then there's a cool drop-down section, which adds to the fun, takes a lot of commitment on it. Cars really load up on the bottom, and guys can finish off the run-up against a, another wall. I mean, hey, we're throwing cars at walls. This is sort of what we do here. Um, other than that, you know, uh, let's give a shout out to the media. If you guys are following it, you have seen the ton of media content that is coming out. Um, there is an absolute ton of it. Uh, and these guys, you know, they put the time in definitely all weekend. They were, you know, at the track long and and trying to get every shot they could. Those are probably the only guys that got mosquitoes out in mission because they're in the bushes taking some wicked shots. Um, so thank you to them. Uh, thank you to Dustin. He, he he organizes so much of our media content going out. Him and Cecilia do look after all the social media content. And his magazine, Drift Zone, make sure you hit him up. We have it at our merch tent at every event. Um, you can grab that. It's a piece of history for Canadian drifting. There's interviews in there from anybody who's driven in our series um, to, you know, up-and-comers. It's an interesting part of it, and it's, uh, I don't know something that you want to have on your coffee table uh, and really well done. You got to, there's not a lot of magazines available anymore. So it's really cool to 
to see somebody, you know, put in 150 some pages of, of, uh, drift content out. So. Anything yeah, no, there's uh, no, there, Tony? no cooler media than physical media. Yeah. You got the, got the picture sitting on the hard drive, print them out best you can. Like it's, yeah. it's awesome to have, yeah. you know, everything in, in your hands. Mm -hmm. So just big shout out to electric media there for the drift zone volume three. Uh, it's pretty sick. I uh, had a chance to check it out so far and it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, definitely go swing by and check that one out. Um, thoughts, you know, every, Everybody showed up Sunday, killed it. Awesome. Yes. Uh, good party time on Sunday, man. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's got me, you know, stoked for Shadow Bash coming up. So I hope that uh, a lot of our drivers that, you know, have driven in the series or have driven on that Sunday fun day will come out and make uh, this Shadow Bash the biggest and best one yet because that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, just to recap everything we talked about on the closing bit there, just excited for round three to – See who's going to take away a championship. You know, personally, I'd like to see Tristan get that three perfect uh, qualifying in a row. It'd be cool to see him win it, but I think it's a better story. Of, like, it's a fight longer through the event. So, right. well, uh, we'll see what we get when we get there. I think so, yeah. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Stratifice while we're on it. Uh, yeah. Sunday, uh, Pro Rodown, an absolute blast. That's when I got to drive a ton. Uh, give a bunch of ride-alongs. Shout out to the fans who came out. Give us high fives. You make us all feel like stars jumping in the cars, telling us how cool the cars are. And uh, that's that's the best part about the Sunday fun days. Um, hey, if you drove in the Sunday fun day and you do not have your shadow bath ticket, slide in to the DM on the page and we will get you sorted out. If you are a pro driver and you are wanting to come to Strato Bash, we can hook you up. So you are from out of town. We have a way you fly into Stratobash. You come drive round three. We can store your car, store your trailer, store your truck, everything. You fly right out. $80 ticket back and your car and truck and trailer will be right there. Ready for you to come and party with us at uh, Stratobash. It'll save you a good uh, long drive, especially for from BC and coming up. Um, you know. Hey, we'll do it for everybody that wants to come in. If you're from the Pacific Northwest, you know, thinking about you, uh, you know, Joseph, we got Joseph, we got Gaston that we really want to see, Chad Bellamy, we want to see him out here, um, Carlton, uh, Garrett, I don't know how we're going to quiet your car down. Jace, you're good to go. If these guys want to come out, we'll store their car and trailer. You guys can come drive with us at Stratobash. Hit the round three, leave the car, fly back in, drive Stratobash. Trying to make it as easy as possible. We love these drivers. Um, they are what make the series great. Um, that's it. Uh, last thing, closing, closing remarks. Our team uh, can't do without the team. Everybody that you saw on uh, Saturday wearing those red shirts, our red shirt gang, uh, if you ever see them, you owe them, you know, a cold beverage, a high five and a hug because these guys uh, do it all because they love the sport. So many people driving out just to support uh, the series and to support the drivers so they can have a good time. Many hands make light work and we have the best hands in the business and they make uh, make my job easy of hosting these events. So, you know, I can't thank them enough. You know, you, Tony, you know, the team knows who they are. We love you and uh man 
look forward to uh, to our round three coming up. With that, we will say good night, and we'll catch you on the track sooner than later. See you out there, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Later, Tony.